Welcome to CEO to Rainmaker, the Inland Empire's best small business podcast. The show's goals are to educate, motivate, and inspire today's business owners, leading to an increase in their executive skills, profits, and length of time in business. And now your host, Gene Valdez. Good morning, friends. Gene Valdez is back like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am back. Although I have some explaining to do, I stopped recording new shows in the last week of December after I found out that I had a screwed up knee and that the doctor said I needed full knee replacement surgery. And after I cried for about a half hour, I uh, took it head on like a man. And that was in the spring of this year. The recovery process has been slow, but I'm almost 90% back to where I was now. And um, so I can still continue my salsa dancing, my ballroom dancing. Just kidding. I don't know how to dance. I'm still the CEO of the Lone Doctor and Associates, and that company provides business strategy, CFO, and general coaching services. I will also continue to create and produce new episodes for my CDO Rainmaker podcast show, which we're now in our second season. And I'm going to primarily focus on the Inland Empire small business community because that's where I'm headquartered. That's where I'm from. I hope that my guests, I will be very selective in my guests, that they are Inland Empire-based businesses or if they're engaged in B2B, that they're, they're headquartered in the Inland Empire, because I want to move our community. We have a lot of businesses out here. So the format of the podcast in the second season is essentially the same as it was last year. The only difference being is that I'm going to be recording only two shows a month as opposed to four. And as I just stated, focus a little bit more than not on the Inland Empire. So with that, my first guest in my second season is the one and only Various Smith, who is a sharp local business owner. And we're going to get into meeting Various. And without further ado, here he is. Various, what's up? Hey, Gene. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. How's it going today? It's going good. It's going good. I'm glad to be back in the saddle. I was a little bored recovering from knee surgery. There's only, you know, there's only so many soap operas you can watch and then you just get tired of it, you know? So, <laughs> All right. So various, if you don't mind for our, for the benefit of my audience, small businesses, which you are a part of that, how did you get started in entrepreneurship? What, what was the bug? Have you always been your own boss or what? Uh, so the way I got started, I, I actually had a entrepreneurship bug at a very young age. We had, you know, lemonade stands and sold cookies at church and things like that with family. And, and then uh, around, around, I would say my senior year in high school, I began to work my first J-O-B, the first job ever. <laughs> and, you know, I, I began, yeah, I, I began to realize a job and having a job versus 
you know, being an entrepreneur are two different things, you know, your job, you know, most people want you to have a job, which is, it's great. You should have a job. Everyone should have a job, but the, the independence of our desire was not there. So I actually had a little side gig. A little side hustle, huh? Yeah, a little little side hustle. I sold the old uh, Nokia phones. Like, you know, the, those old Nokia phones. Yeah. I used to sign up. I used to sign people up on contracts and I sold those out of the trunk of my car. Really? <laughs> wow. The, That's the, amazing. The, yeah. It was, it was a very spring experience to be, you know, a salesperson of a particular product where I didn't have to go check in or log, you know, like check clock into a, a you know, a job. I kept my job as well, too. So, well, you, but that was my early entrepreneurship experience. Okay, you know, you know what job stands for, right, Various? Yeah, I heard just over broke, right? Exactly, <laughs> just over broke. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not to say that you become automatically rich by being an entrepreneur, but if well, you hit it big, so all your profits, you don't give them to anybody, right? And I'm gonna tell you, I learned that, you know. When I became an entrepreneur, I learned that I gave myself a new job. And, yeah, there you and go. I, I, I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't realize the difference of, you know, or the distinction of actually being a business owner versus being self-employed until I read uh, the, the book by Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in which he has yeah. the four, the four quadrants. So, That's you, a you classic. know, you got the, the four quadrants and I fell solidly into the S quadrant, the self-employed quadrant. And I still, most of the way, still am solidly, mostly into the self-employed quadrant, but moving my way over into the business owner and investor quadrant as well. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, I've, I've spoke to you several times and um, I believe you said you were originally from, from Texas. Yes, born and raised in Texas. Hook Hook 'em hard. I love UT. Like I'm more, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, a UT fan than an A&M fan. Anyway, okay. Wanted to play football for UT, uh, but you know, I never ended up going to college, playing football in college. Anyway, when did you move to California? Twenty two thousand and twelve. I moved down to California. Okay, and, uh, that's another long story, but. I moved down here and, uh, you know, w- was intending to marry someone, but went through pre-marriage counseling and they said that, hey, it's probably not a good idea. So I'm like, OK, well, I'll just stay here and build my business. Wow. You know? Pre-marriage counseling. I've heard of post-marriage counseling, but not pre-marriage counseling. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Did wow. a whole did a whole year of pre-marriage counseling with the person I was engaged to. And that pre-marriage counseling turned into... Yeah, you probably should make a different decision. So I'm like, okay, it's all good. All right. my, okay. My, all right. my dad, my dad lives in Vegas, and I moved here to Corona, and uh, I made a lot of friends really fast. Well, you know, that's uh, you know, this is just kind of an ad lib on my part, but with the divorce rate is fifty percent or more in the United States, maybe more people should do that. So it's like go like going to see a matchmaker and say, hey, do we match? I highly recommend anyone who is thinking about getting married to go through 
pre-marriage counseling with a couple that has been together and has experience like I did, like the couple who, you know, we went through pre-marriage counseling with, they, they've been married for quite a while and had their own ups and downs, but they know what, what makes a marriage work. And I just put myself in their supervision. So <laughs> I get it. I'll tell you what, uh, there is. I have not done this statistically. I mean, but just from my gut, if you're the man of the house and you're married and you used to have a job and you want to start your own business, it's hard for the wife to support you because women like stability. Mm hmm. And if you don't have the support of your wife in your new entrepreneurial venture, which is going to be rough in the first couple of years, mm -hmm. then it's going to be it's going to take its toll on you, cause stress, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that's another matter. So, oh, yeah, that's a completely another subject. Absolutely. I agree with you. I that's agree. another matter. So uh, my audience is probably saying, Gene, get to the point. Oh, OK, I will. All right. So. Give me the names of the two businesses that you currently own, Various, and kind of give me a brief overview of what they what they both do. Okay, so the first the first business that I run is an agency, and you know the name of it is Philo Veracity. Okay, that is is difficult to spell, but if you just think of like Uncle Phil over yeah. a city, like Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. So it's yeah. Uncle Phil over a city, Phil over a city. Okay. And that's the meaning of that is love of truth. And I started that, I started this agency when I was in college and um, we focused on, initially we focused on only graphic and web design, web development, and we, we moved over to interactive brand development, which okay. encompass which encompasses the it encompasses everything a business needs to get their themselves launched and on the internet and also begin to market themselves and get customers. So there's internet marketing, there's branding. There's web development all included. We, you know, we also not only do we build and help people build and market websites, we help build, we help people build custom web applications and mobile applications and, and all of the above. So getting a business online, marketing them digitally and keeping their brand intact across the board. That's our goal. Well, who wouldn't want that and who wouldn't need that in today's age? That's beyond me. A lot of people need it. Yeah, I got it. So what about the other company? Okay, so the second company is a um, the project that I started during the lockdowns. And yeah. that project is focused on, that project I set on the idea of that project for a few years because I, when I moved down here to the Inland Empire, I began... A, uh, a meetup group for technologists who love the technology WordPress or business owners who just needed help with their WordPress website. And it's a free event. We did it. You know, we still do it. We do three of them. We do three events per month in this group. It's the WordPress meetup group. 
But I was working with a lot of early stage businesses, a lot of startups. And I also got involved with our local tech startup ecosystem. So I began to think, you know what? How will people know about our local tech startup ecosystem if there are no news channels publishing news or media about these local startups? So the goal of this next platform is called Start Empire Wire. The goal of it is to inform and connect our local community, but to also be a megaphone for local small businesses, startups, and any person who, you know, is in the, are in, you know, in the business ecosystem, if they need to project their message out, I'm building a platform for that. The platform includes not only the online digital version, but we also have in-person events that we do quarterly. We are ramping up and doing more coming soon, but it also includes a podcast that we put out regularly every week. So we write articles, we put out public, we publish podcasts, videos, and we also host events in the region and more is to come. It's growing. We're in the alpha phase. We haven't even reached, we haven't even reached the beta phase yet. We're still in the alpha phase, but on December the 14th, we will be hosting an event in downtown Riverside at the accelerator, the Excite Accelerator. And I will be launching alpha phase two of this platform that I've been building for the last couple of years. We're not even in beta yet. Like we still like, but we're, we're moving forward and we're making lots of progress. And well, yeah, I'll tell you it's what, been great. if you, if you buy me lunch, I'll come in person. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you come, <laughs> you'll get free lunch. It's part of the day. <laughs> the loan doctor will make a personal visit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's free lunch, but the ticket cost. <laughs> okay. So I don't speak your language, but it's, it just seems to me what you just, just to reiterate what you said, everything that you're doing now, your two businesses is to help businesses with their branding, their exposure, their visibility, and ultimately get their sales up, get their market share up. I got that right? Absolutely. And everybody needs that, right? Yes, they do. So... Dan, you've been at this since 2012, did you say? I moved here to California in 2012. I've been full-time self-employed since 2010. I've been building a website since 2001. So post-COVID, for various reasons, a lot of young people, and I'm classifying young people 25 to maybe 35, rather than entertaining the thought of going back into the J-O-B market, want to start their own business. So you've been at it for about five years, or you said 2010, so that's uh, 13 years? No, 2016 2016 is when you said you started, right? I've been a full-time self-employed person since 2010. Okay, so that's 13 years. What have you learned that you didn't know when you started off on your venture on day one, year one, what's, what are some things that you say, aha moments? Well, I don't know. I didn't know about that. Now I do. How would you respond to that question? That just, oh man, 13 years is a lot of knowledge to condense. 
I can tell you some of the most important things that I've learned is that if you're self-employed, yeah, let's still, do it that way. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're still if you're self-employed, you still need to treat your job as a very disciplined effort. Okay. Just because you just because you can make your own schedule doesn't mean you should you should have any old schedule. It means that you should still have discipline because 90% of the world still runs on regular business hours. Sure. And for you to actually move ahead in, in the world, like I'm, I'm very much a night owl. And initially, you know, like I was just like, well, I could just make my own hours. So I'll just, you know, I'll just do business in the afternoons. Right. That doesn't work. If you're self-employed and especially when you're first starting out, like for me, when I was first starting out, I was put into a crisis situation. See, because I didn't just start out because I had saved up a lot of money and all of this great stuff. The way I started being self-employed was I had um, graduated from college and then I got this full-time job at a marketing company. And I moved away from home, got my own apartment. I had just got a new car, new apartment, and moved out. And then this company that I was working for, which was a startup themselves, had to make a tough decision to lay off their entire web development department, which included me and two others. Gotcha. gotcha. And, and so, like, with all these new bills, I had to quickly decide, okay, what am I going to do? And this was around, you know, 2010. So we were just coming out of 08, 09 recession time. People just weren't hiring as much. I was still putting in applications because my bachelor degree is, did you know, my bachelor degree is a, a, a bachelor of fine arts, visual communication, dig, concentration, digital design. And so, you know, I'm a college graduate and I want a job. However, it was harder to find a job, but I made the decision when I got laid off, I'm not going to go back and work for anybody else. I'm just going to go to the phone book. Really, it was Google. I went to some business directories and I picked up the phone and I began to cold call people and I landed several clients that way. And I had to make a decision whether or not I was going to go back. And right. I chose I chose not to go back. I chose to begin to build my own clientele. And cold calling was the way I did that. Well, I see you, the entrepreneurial personality traits. One is I see a fighter, a survivor, a think on your feet fast to be focused. And I would say that should be a message that you've lived through through your, your life to my listeners that starting a business, while it can be very gratifying, it's still not easy the formative years, the first two or three years. There's setback after setback after setback. But the question is, are you just going to give up or just keep pursuing your dream? Yeah, so that's the first lesson. The first lesson is you do have to fight. And, you know, that mostly is kind of reactionary mode. The next lesson that each person should take with them is that you have to learn to not be reactionary. You have to learn to be proactive. Uh, and I it's like that. not, I it's like not, that. it's not, don't let your life be dictated by your circumstance. 
but take action in a direction that you have planned out and you want like move towards a worthy goal, but yeah. you got to have a goal and yeah. to be proactive is to not let your circumstances dictate your actions. So regardless uh, of circumstances, night or day, rain, cedars, rain, sleet or snow, you say, I know this is the direction I need to go in. The direction for me was to build a pipeline. And I needed to pick up my phone, rain, sleet or snow, and call people and say, hey, I have this service. Here's my menu of offerings. I love to help you out. This is what I can do. I didn't call only business owners. I also called local web development companies and things like that and said, hey, I was not trying to become an employee anymore. So I didn't yeah. say, hey, you got a job for me? I really yeah, need yeah, a yeah. job. No, I yeah, said, yeah. I have a list of services. I will subcontract for you at this reduced rate. And I yeah. gave them my hourly rate. And, yeah. you know, like, I'm going to tell you, that is how even when I moved to the state of California and I knew nobody except the person, I only knew the girl who I was engaged to. The way I gained my first client when I moved out here in 2012 is I picked up the phone and I proactively called every web development person in the region. I, I picked up the phone and I called business owners. I looked for websites in this region who needed help. And I was proactive about it. So you got to be proactive. Well, you know, that's a great testimony. There is, uh, unfortunately, a lot of CEOs don't feel comfortable doing that, or maybe they delegate it to the sales manager. But I, I get it because I did the same thing myself when I was young. So let, let me shift gears on you. So obviously, you have knowledge of the Inland Empire business community by the fact that you've been here a while and you're working with local businesses. Do you have any new services and products on the horizon that you are thinking about? And can you give us any information on that? Or is that a trade secret? <laughs> yes, I do have. I have new services on the horizon coming via Start Empire Wire. Because of the way I work with people, because of the need of our local ecosystem, I just, you know, I felt it was imperative to build a very authoritative platform that ranks in the search engines that would help our local businesses get notoriety. You know, I, I when COVID came, I, I liquidated a bunch of my stocks. Really, I liquidated all of my stocks. And I took that money and I, I invested it into Start Empire Wire, which is the uh, platform that I've been building. And we began to at a very high velocity, create lots of content. Now we're doing one podcast per week. We're gonna move over to three articles per week, one podcast, and we're moving into alpha phase two of the way we're doing things, where we're gonna open up our platform for uh, local businesses to publish on it. And there'll be an opportunity for, for local businesses to, promote their, you know, announcements, press release, add press releases to the website, have sponsored articles. We have a plethora of things that's going to come out during alpha phase two. And there will also be a actual uh, membership where people can join. And when they join and become a member, they also will become an automatic affiliate so that they can recommend 
the services that we offer of different, you know, um, editorial services to other people in the region and make money as well. So not only will they be building the local startup ecosystem, but they'll be making money as an affiliate of Start Empire Wire. And those services will be announced on December the 14th at Founders Day, which is uh, one of the events that we hold. It's actually, typically we hold Founders Night, but December 14th is gonna be Founders Day. It's gonna be an entire day. Excuse me, I'll make sure that I um, put that date on on the show notes. So okay, let me, we're getting close to running out of time, Varys. So you've said a lot of stuff, and let's just say that I'm not a very sophisticated business owner. I'm a hard worker. I come to you one on one, and I say, Varys, my business is just not what it's supposed to be. In really plain language, what can you do to help me? If I hire you, what do I get? In a really quick response, your elevator speech. Well, it would depend on what you need. I'm an internet marketing consultant. Let's sit down and do an initial consult and uh, we can take it from there. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I could talk to you for another hour because this, what the services you provide, in my opinion, are so sorely needed by all small businesses. If my listeners have questions or they would like some additional information. What is the best way to contact you, Varys? Yeah, they can visit my website at philoveracity.com, P-H-I-L-O-V-E-R-A-C-I-T-Y.com. Okay. Or they can go to startempirewire.com and they can, you know, you know, they can contact us at info at Start Empire Wire if they would <laughs> like to put, if they would like to, you know, find out more about what we're going to be offering as far as the digital services on that platform as well. Or they could just email me as well, various.smith at philoveracity.com. That's that's great. So um, unfortunately, we're out of time now, Various, but uh, I thank you so much for being the first guest on my second season and I uh, hope you struck a chord with my listeners. You struck a chord with me. And with that, I would like to thank you for the time you extended. And um, that's a wrap, I guess. Thank you, Gene, for having me on. I appreciate it, Various. Thank you so much. All right, that's a wrap for today's listeners. My next episode will be out in the latter part of August. And um, please tune in. Participate. Listen. I've got some big plans this year. And um, I thank you for that. And I am out. This has been CEO Terrain Maker with Gene Valdez. To find out more, like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you have questions, email the show. Find that link and others in the show notes. Thanks for listening and join us again next time.